This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, what's up, what's up, what's up, y'all? This is The Scroll Down. How are you? How is your week going? We're here for you. We're going to break down some social media shit right now. But we have a very special episode for you today because the lovely Marcella Arguello is busy working somewhere. But we have a very special guest host today, so I'm so excited. He is the former host of Culture Kings, which is a great podcast. He now hosts The Cast, which is all also a headgum podcast. Please check that out with Ray Sani. He is a voiceover actor, an actor, a fun, cool guy. Welcome, Ooh. Jackie Sneal, to the show. Oh, Nicole, Nicole, Nicole. Thank you for that. Uh, what's up, everybody? And what's up, Nicole? How are you? I'm good. How are you? I, you know, listen, uh, I'm in this closet, and and it's, uh, it's a beautiful time. It's hot outside. It's hot in here. And you're the only person I would come in here and sweat for today. So oh uh, I am, I'm doing great. I'm doing fantastic. How are I you? I appreciate you so much. I'm doing good. I mean, I've had a crazy couple of weeks, but I'm glad to be here doing this podcast with you. You're, like, literally in your closet in your apartment. Is that where you do voiceover? I, I'm, I'm literally in my... All right, so... You know, your boy, your boy made a little extra money this year and decided I'm going to move to a new apartment. You know, I'm going to glow up. I'm going to get my living situation a little bit bigger and better. And I did. What I didn't realize is my dumb ass moved to an apartment that is right outside the busiest street in Burbank, California. So nowhere in my apartment except my voiceover studio closet can I record anything without it sounding like cars are right in the room uh, with me. So I actually downgraded (laughs) (laughs) your upgrade became a downgrade this is my thing with LA apartments LA apartments are just impossible I have like right now I live in a really nice apartment this is I'm to our audience I'm currently in New York again but my apartment in LA is like the nicest apartment I've ever lived in but the Mm -hmm. walls are paper and it's the loudest apartment I've ever lived in yeah and I I just feel like that's such an LA apartment thing it's such an LA apartment like you know I'm from Chicago so you know we we got thick walls in Chicago (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, Chicagoans going to talk about what we have, and thick walls is one of them in our apartments. And in L.A., <laughs> I feel like I can hear everything. I can hear everything, everybody talking. I hear a dog barking outside. The damn street light is brightly shining through my blackout curtains. It is the most uncomfortable city. Oh, no. <laughs> so are you going to, what are you going to do? Are you going to stay there for the year and then just maybe move? Or is it like, are you like miserable or is it just? I'm like, not miserable. I'm just talking shit. I'm just talking You're shit. You're just talking shit. I'm yeah, apartments in LA are crazy. I'm about to go, I'm about to apartment hunt because I'm like, I can't stand to hear, I can hear, um, like my neighbor when she's watching a video on her phone, I can hear it. And so I'm like, I can't do this anymore. That's fucking, that's insane. Yeah. And you in New York right now. I'm in New York. In New York, you can't hear shit. You can't hear shit. If, if you, a person in New York is saying LA apartments are too loud. We got a problem. Right. We got a problem. After living in Chicago and New York, because they both have insulation, they're older buildings, I guess. But I don't know yeah. what it is, but LA is just like, you know what, let's just make our walls out of paper and call it a day. We're good, you know? You know, it's just because everybody is uh everybody is so chill out here. They'd be like, Man, I don't care about hearing my yeah. my neighbors doing whatever. We do care. We care. 
Mm-mm. She said, Danielle, our chill. producer said, chill with the L.A. slander. Listen, right. this is if there's one thing a person from L.A. is going to do, it's get mad at you at the second you start talking shit on L.A. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, let's get it back on track then. In and out is dope. You know what I'm saying? Like the burgers. We love to hike uh, Ooh, Hollywood. Love to Hooray hike. for Hollywood. <laughs> oh, my gosh. The Walk of Fame. The Walk of Fame is nice. Uh, uh, how about that pier? How about that yeah. pier out there in Santa Monica? Just a good time. I do love it. I mean, I love L.A. It's a great city. I mean, I'm, yes, I'm in. Yeah, I keep fleeing to New York just to hang out. But I mean, I do love yeah. L.A. It's a great city. Um, so, you know, shall we just get into this? Shall we let's, scroll it down? Let's okay. scroll it down. Why don't we start off with the main character? Main character. You're trending. Main character. Okay, so this week, Del Curry uh, and Sonia Curry. Mm-hmm. Who are the parents? Uh, if you don't know who they are, you probably have heard the name Steph Curry and his wife, Aisha Curry, the Warriors basketball star, and then just the all-around dope-ass person Aisha Curry is, uh, as well as her own like entity and entertainment forces. Uh, that's their parents, so... You know, they he, Dale Curry used to be a basketball player, and now he's transitioned to father of the best player or one of the best players in the NBA. Uh-huh. Uh, and he's just dope. It's dope to see him in that element, except now he probably won't be. So they're getting a divorce after 30-plus years of marriage, mm-hmm. uh, which is crazy. And so this person, his name is Solomon Missouri on Twitter, at Solomon Missouri. He wrote a thread, and it just started off with bud, dot, dot, dot. (laughs) (laughs) And this dude proceeded to say, just like, what are you doing, pretty much? Just like, what are you doing divorcing your wife of 30-plus years? What is the point? Right. There is no—what is the point? And it's tough out here in these streets, bro, and you ain't been in these streets. That's the thing. in a long ass time, man. Mm-hmm. And you ain't gonna find nothing in these streets that you don't have at home in a much better capacity was That's... the gist of his thread, and it was gold. Can and we so read like, some of these? Th- th- oh, these yeah. So, so this guy was pretty much just like, re- he read the article that they were divorcing after 33 years of marriage, and he was like, mm mm, I gotta call them out on this. And so this thread that he wrote is hilarious. Yes, mm-hmm. please read some tweets. Okay. All right. Here we go. So the retweet. As Nicole already said, Del Curry and Sonia Curry to divorce after 30 plus years of marriage. And Solomon Missouri says, bud. <laughs> then he goes on a thread. And and a lot of this he could fit in one, but he wrote single tweets for each point that he wanted to make, which made it even better oh, of brilliant. a tweet. So it says, let me tell y'all something. <laughs> you don't want to be out here. You think you want to be out here because you not out here. <laughs> When you get out here, you ain't gonna wanna be out here no more. Nope. You ain't last not time lonely. you ain't gonna want to be out here no more. Hold on, here it is. Last time you was out here, out here was different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think Mary. it's something better. I come to let you know the best you gonna get is what you already got. I don't know why you don't wanna do the work. You gonna come out of here and ain't gonna like it. Mm-mm. All they do is start podcasts and talk about plate fixing. <laughs> now he's talking about people. Okay, I feel called out, but that's okay. Keep going. <laughs> I mean, I do too, because all I do is start podcasts. Mm. You know, 14 minutes being out here, you're going to start saying, these females. <laughs> <laughs> if you can make it work, do so. 
You don't want to be out here learning TikTok dances and falling off of milk crates. <laughs> and then this next one is the thesis of the thread. <laughs> the thesis of the thread. Love the wife of your youth. In all caps. <laughs> yes. But they want rounds now. You better pray out. You better pray about coming out here. You think it's the game to you in the middle of 60... 60- thousand people in a panty and she pointing her fingers at you all hard rapping flow millie lyrics <laughs> you like turmeric charcoal ice cream you better learn to like it <laughs> it's too good hold on the one that killed me uh you better go listen to lemonade and pray about it i can't i can't these you are the two that killed me as it. a black person you're gonna appreciate the second one for sure you don't have the cholesterol to be out here <laughs> Calling out his cholesterol. Said you're gonna be chasing Cialis with the Red Bull. You're gonna be chasing Cialis with the Red Bull. Hold on, hold on. Here's mm-hmm. the best one. They not eating butter pecan no more. <laughs> Bluebell ain't out here. <laughs> Bro, if there's one thing our black asses know is our parents loved butter pecan ice cream. Oh my god. See, I, didn't my have a, I had a white mom, so you know, we don't know what kind of ice cream. I, she I'm eat. sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, my my black ass mama, that's all she still eat that shit. Mm-hmm. Hagen Daz butter pecan. I love that. I mean, this thread, and it's so true. Wait, he also, I have to read a couple more. He says, do you okay. know what a group chat is? You better learn, because you finna be the subject. <laughs> and then he said, beloved, whatever went wrong, go and make it right. <laughs> they pegging right. out here. They, they pegging peg out it. here. <laughs> it's just too good. It's truly, because this is the thing, too. Like, I remember moments where I was like, wait, I mean, I'm just being very honest. There's things about sex where I was like, wait, what are people doing now? Like, they're eating asses like I remember yeah. when you know and I'm young and I'm cool I'm, yeah. and I was yeah, like wait yeah. what are people doing and so this guy doesn't even know Del Curry does not even know what's, what's know. waiting him he don't know and, and, the, and the fun the fun thing too is he ain't talking about any of this shit in the negative connotation right like he ain't saying pagan is bad he just saying bruh you was born in a different year yes you may not like pagan yes <laughs> it's really <laughs> funny it's so real because it's like I really do I think people who are in relationships, I mean, you know, the grass is always greener for somebody. People who are single yeah. think they want to be in relationships. And, like, I've been known to, you know, get irritated at people. With, like, if, I, if I'm like, oh, man, I just want to get laid. And, like, you know, my friend who's in a relationship is just like, well, you know, being in a relationship doesn't mean you get laid. I'm like, you know what? You could, though. You could just roll over and hook up with them if you wanted to. So I get mad. It's like Nicole, the grass is always no, greener. No, you can't. <laughs> See, that's what I, everybody says that. I'm like, why not? I, I have that question that. too. Why but not? The, the grass is always greener. So it's like single people typically want to be in relationships and yep. people in relationships don't, they want to be single or they want to just be able to play around a little bit. Yeah, yeah, you could be real. Uh, people in relationships want to be able to cheat. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or, you know, also, because uh, I'm, I'm being flippant, but also, you know, there is some people in relationships where it's just genuinely not working. Um, and you stay in it for the comfort and yep. all the things that you shouldn't stay in a relationship for, but you mm-hmm. do. <laughs> I equate it to that movie Eternal Sunshine. You remember Eternal Sunshine? Oh, yeah, I loved that movie. That's one of my one favorite of my movies. Favorite, me too. One of my <gasps> favorite movies. Yes! Love it. Yes. Love it. And, you know, like, yeah, they they probably needed to break up. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet's character, they they were terrible for each other. Yeah. But what you don't remember is, or what you forget when you start to only have bad memories to think of is, there was a lot of good times and a lot of good memories, and then somewhere along the way, the lack of communication, it breaks down, blah, blah, blah. And you miss all that shit, and you ain't going to find that, <laughs> like, at least not right away. No. And a lot of people think you will. And it really is, honestly, I really do think that uh, dating and the way people connect now has changed so much. And so it really is hard to find a genuine, true, real connection with somebody. Like, yeah. when I was in college, I I was I uh, dated a guy for four years. We had a great relationship. It just wasn't yeah. going to go anywhere, and so we ended up breaking up. But, like, that was, honestly, that was, like, the last relationship I remember being, like, a real connected relationship because it was before yeah. social media, before mm-hmm. dating apps, before all that bullshit you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I think now things are really different and like people who have been married for 30 plus years they don't know that they don't know shit. Uh-uh. They've been, been in the streets. So what's what's thirty years ago? Thirty years ago from here was what two thousand nineties? No, the nineties. Ninety one. Ninety one. All right. So yeah. we ain't have DVDs. <laughs> right. We ain't have CDs yet. Right. I, I'm saying obsolete shit that we ain't even have. Right. Like back right. then, you know what I'm saying? Uh, if you were to date. Like, not just meeting somebody in person, like video dating, you were considered a creep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> or weirdo, you know what I'm saying? Or somebody who, you know, equivalent to a male order bride or something like that. And not trying mm-hmm. to talk shit about that. That's, you know, your life. But, like, that's that's the stigma. That yeah, yeah, got. yeah. Yeah. Daryl Curry got married uh-huh. when a player of Daryl Curry's caliber could play in the NBA. Oh, Was he not that good? <laughs> I mean, he was okay. He was okay. But he would be a lot worse in today's NBA if he had the same skill set. Uh-huh. He probably wouldn't make it. <laughs> he That's probably so wouldn't funny. make it. Yeah, things were different. Things were different back then. Right. Okay, y'all, we're going to take a little quick break so that we can pay some bills and get some sponsors and get some free stuff. So y'all just chill for a minute. We're going to go to Hella. Old, oh, my back. Ooh. I'm so old. I'm so old. I'm so, I am so old. I know. We are I so gotta old. take my vitamins every damn day. Mm. I gotta stretch now. I, I got. I, I went to the doctor, and mm-hmm. the doctor was like, "You got degenerative disc disease." Oh no. Uh, I'm like, God damn, man! I used to be able to dunk. It's very <laughs> weird. I talked to some young people, and I'm like, Oh my god! Like I'm so much older than them now. It's really crazy how that yeah. all of a sudden happens and like you know how like the 90s style is coming back and not used to, like how our parents used to be like oh my god the 60s are coming back in the 90s they would say that now yeah we're the ones saying that shit like what it's, happened i don't want to think about it i want to still pretend that i'm cool i think you and i i mean we are black so we look good we, yeah, we don't we look, look old mm-hmm. we're cool i get mm-hmm. hit on by 25 year olds like what's up you know like i still got it i don't want it but i got it you know what I'm saying? I, I get you know i was in vegas i was in vegas a couple weeks ago and and these little 22 year olds uh was talking to me and they was like how old are you like 26 and i told them my actual age and they were flabbergasted you know and mm-hmm. it, it, it gave me the ego boost that i needed to take my ass home to treasure island and right. go to sleep <laughs> because that's what it is it's like that's what like i'll have a young guy hit on me and i'm like flattered and i'm like that's great and then i'm like 
I'm too old for this. I need to go home. I shouldn't yeah. be out here because this yeah. is not okay. Yeah, this is not okay. Yep. It old. just really, it starts to hit you. Everything starts to hit you. And then, like, you'll get a weird injury. Like you said, a degenerative disc disease. And you're like, mm-hmm. wait, what's happening? How did that happen? It's yeah. crazy. And then you also start getting scared because, you mm-hmm. you know, you'll, you'll play baseball. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you haven't played baseball in, in 18 months because of a pandemic. And, you know, you'll play and then your body will hurt for two days. Uh-huh. And you think like, oh, shit, do I have cancer or something? So you start oh like you start equating your pain to like illness. <laughs> I can't even tell you how many times a week. Like, I also just keep going to the doctor and they're like, Nicole, you don't have cancer. There's nothing we can tell you. And I'm like, one day I'm going to be right. One day though. I'm going to come in here. Mm-hmm. My neck I'm, like, hurt. I'm like, there's no way that it can hurt yeah. like this and it just be nothing. Like, right. I need to stretch. That's it. Right. Come That's on. It. You're telling me this pain is just because I'm not stretching? <laughs> You're telling me gluten doesn't sit well with me anymore? What the shit. fuck is this shit? Nah, <laughs> it is scary, man. It's scary. No, it's That's scary. how old we get it. And, and uh, you know, there's we have a tweet. Yep. You know, we scroll down. We scroll down. Huh, we scroll down. We and scroll and down. I think, you know, even us... Like, this guy was older than us, but for whatever reason, when we watched him growing up, yeah, like, he just felt the same age as us and always has. So Macaulay Culkin wrote a tweet uh, on the 26th, and he says, like a fine bottle of, he spelled Worcestershire sauce wrong, but like a fine <laughs> bottle of Worcester sauce is what he spelled. Yeah. We all, <laughs> we all get better with age. With that in mind, here's your yearly reminder that time does indeed march onward. I'm 41 years old. Oh, God. I hope you enjoy every passing year as much as I do. We're not getting older. We're getting saucier. Um, and I love how he did a callback. He said saucier after he spelled Worcester sauce wrong, but you yeah, know he yeah, did yeah. it. Um, and I, it's funny, too, because I remember on his 40th birthday, he was, didn't he say, like, want to feel old? I'm 40. Like, he likes to fuck with us. He yeah. likes, to get, he likes he getting knows. older because he knows it fucks with us. It fucks you know? with us. You know, because honestly, Home Alone 1 and 2 are my holiday movies. Like, I yeah. watch them every holiday season. Home Alone, both of them, and The Santa Claus. I'll have mm-hmm. to watch those every holiday season. So every year, I still see Macaulay Culkin as a child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Every year, right? And I still see this dude as a child. So to start to go through his life and mm-hmm. see that, you know, he dated Mila Kunis and go through his life and see that he's into, like, bunnies and he's old and... And probably older than what his parents were in that movie. Uh, right. It's pretty fucking wild. That and it makes so me true. feel decrepit. I know. It's just so weird. How was How is Home Alone probably, what, 30 years old now at least? Yeah. It came out in, what, 90, 91? I think yeah. it's 30, 31 years old now. I mean, it's just crazy. And then and then here's Macaulay Culkin coming in and just fucking with us. And plus, he, like, doesn't look that old. Like, he hasn't aged no. that much. I mean, he's older, but uh, Yeah, he's older crazy. when you put a picture of him when he was six I wonder what his life is like. Like, I wonder if everywhere he goes, people our age are like, do the thing, do the thing. Like, put your hands on your face. Like, you know, you know what I think it goes. I think he used to probably be annoyed with it, which is why he left the public eye for so long. It was too much. And like, and he he lived a very wild life. I mean, Macaulay Culkin was a superstar mm-hmm. before so he was 12, you yeah. know, uh, in a way that child actors hadn't been a superstar you know, since like Shirley Temple or some shit. So, (laughs) you know, he went away. But I think now, kind of similar to Jaleel White, and I only know this because like I've met Jaleel White, I've done shows with him, and also he's embracing it now. But for a long time, he hated people referring to him as Urkel. Mm -hmm. Like he would curse you out. 
That's and crazy. and now he's like doing Urkel weed, like he's embracing it. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah. I feel like you know with Macaulay Culkin, he's doing commercials with like Home Alone. I feel like he's embracing it now because yeah. he yeah. knows he knows what got him to the to the dance. When you're fresh off of that moment and you're like trying to find your next moment and realizing yeah. like it might not happen, it can be. I'm sure it's terrible. Like it's like everywhere you go, people are saying the same shit to you over and over and over again. Like I'm sure it never stops. But then after a while. Well, yeah, you're like, well, it's far enough now that I need some attention. I and then there's attention. people here going to give it to me. They're going to say my little, you know, catchphrase or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. you also start to realize your own mortality and be like, you know, I'm getting I'm getting older and niggas yeah. going to forget me. So yeah. the people who still remember me, I'm going to go ahead and embrace them. It is crazy. And you posted something, too, speaking of, like, nostalgia and old things you used to watch about yeah. uh, Nickelodeon TV shows. It was like, what was it, a tweet that Nickelodeon posted of, like, which show did you relate to the most when you were a kid? So, yeah, it was a tweet that was from what show to what show was your Nickelodeon era. And so it starts with 1986 with Double Dare and goes all the way to, like, 2011. And I think anybody within our age group or a millennial, I should say, um... And even probably the generation right before ours mm-hmm. grew up on Nickelodeon and what we all still call like the best error. Uh, oh, Nickelodeon, yeah. uh, family television, I call it family television or mm-hmm. uh, general audience television. And, mm-hmm. you know, they had they were doing shows like uh, Double Dare. Guts. Personally, I think the Nickelodeon era that I identify with the most is 1986 through 1999. Mm-hmm. So I'll rattle off some of these real quick. Okay. We got Double Dare. We got Hey Dude. We have Clarissa Explains It All. We got The Ren and Stimpy Show. Doug. Rugrats. We have Salute Your Shorts. We have Adventures of Pete and Pete. Guts. We have Rocco's Modern Life. Ah, Real Monsters. All that. Hey Arnold. Blues Clues. We got, uh, uh, Keenan and Kale. We have, of course, the Angry Beavers, Cat Dog, Figure It Out, Rocket Power, and ending the true era of Nicktoons, which is still around today, SpongeBob SquarePants in 1999. Like, that. what a fucking era yes. of television. Yes. Man. What are you afraid of the dark? Just such are good TV. So good. And it's it's actually funny because I, I I always wonder this because I, I think I read or heard somewhere that like music wise, the music that you heard growing up is always gonna be, oh, that was the best era of music. Everything was so good. Da 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 da. And I feel the same way about these Nickelodeon shows. I'm like, oh, that's when Nickelodeon was hot. Like that was when it yeah. was it. And so I wonder if it's because we were younger or if that shit was just that good. Because to me, listening to all that stuff, I'm like, that was just good. Like, those are just really good shows. They could still be good today. Yeah. I mean, here's here's what I think. I think, yes, we tend to harp on our nostalgia. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's just what we do. And for all the people who are younger now, it's like, oh, wish these. Wait till you get older. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll just go through wait. it, too. Just yeah. wait. But... I think when your company starts to do documentaries on uh, the golden era of your network and things like that, I think like it is pretty recognized yeah. that while you don't have to say like nothing good still comes from yeah. like right now in current times, but I think we can recognize that this era of Nickelodeon was special. 
Um, it really was. I mean, because Nickelodeon was on TV. There was, like, more, like, we people would watch TV. They'd sit down at, like, a certain time and watch it. And now that there's, like, so much streaming and so many different networks, I do think there's not one channel like that where everybody's just like, I gotta fucking watch Are You Afraid of the Dark on Friday nights or whenever it would air or all that on Saturdays? Was it on Saturdays? When yeah. was it? Yeah, right? on Saturdays because you had SNCC. You had Saturday Night Nickelodeon. You had SNCC, the big orange couch. You also had these cartoons. And here's the thing, like, Nickelodeon really pushed, like, those cartoons forward. Ren and Stippy wasn't for children. <laughs> Ren and Stippy. <laughs> like, okay, Ren and Stippy was gross to me, though. Ren and was Stippy like, was gross. Is this? Yeah. And, and, like, a lot of those shows, like, would have a whole bunch of sexual indu- innuendos yes. and, like, jokes that fly over your head, like, mm-hmm. as a kid, but as you mm-hmm. understand now as an adult, which is what made them so good. They really made an effort to say, yeah, this is children's programming, but we're not going to dumb down to kids. Like, the yeah. game shows, Double Dare was great. It was great. Guts and that was, was great. Like, did adult, were adults on that show too? Or yeah. was it Family Double Dare, right? Family Double Dare. See, how do I, you know what? I truly do have no memory. So it's like really <laughs> weird that when I can remember, I feel like when I can remember something, that means you know it was good. I'm pretty much all blackout from like, I don't even know, 92 to 2011. So. <laughs> That's how you remember the good shit. You remember the good shit. Yeah, but all of those game shows, everything was just like, it was just so much fun to watch all of it. And you yeah. always want, like, I always wanted to be on it. I wanted to be on Legends of the Hidden Temple. I was like, someday. Same. Yeah. You know it's back. Me and a friend tried to apply for the adult version. It's an adult version now. It's coming on the CW. Uh-huh. Uh, can I tell you a little story? Please. I'll make it quick. I'll make it quick. <laughs> so, uh... People always ask, we get this question all the time as entertainers, what made you want to get into it, right? And people always think I'm bullshit when I say my answer, but the reason I wanted to become an entertainer, I'll just say that. First, Mm -hmm. it was an actor, but entertainer was because of Mark Summers and Double Dare. Like, I would watch him growing up and mimic him hosting a game show and be like, I want to do that. I can do that. And it made me want to, like, entertain people and be in front of crowds and things like that. He was just so infectious. He was was the show for me, right? And a lot of... and that's like a lot of game show hosts that are great and iconic. They are the show. Alex Trebek, Pat Sajak, uh, Bob Barker, all these people, right? Mm-hmm. And so 2019, for my birthday, Double Dare Live came back, and Mark Summers was hosting Double Dare Live. Like, that was touring throughout the country. Oh, and I yeah. went to it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I went to it, and I got on stage, and I got to tell Mark Summers that you're the reason I'm an entertainer and an actor. Uh, and then he pied me in the face, which was beautiful. What fucking <laughs> amazing. Which was beautiful. You're like, please, please hit me with a pie in the face. Please hit me with a pie. That's incredible. Great. I didn't get a chance to take pictures with him because while I was on stage, I couldn't have my phone or camera, obviously. Uh-huh. But I took pictures of the event, and I took pictures of me pied. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> um, and it was heaven. great because I grew up wanting to be slimed and pied and all that shit. It was, it was beautiful. I know. Why did we all want to get that shit? We all wanted to get slimed. Everybody wanted to. We wanted to. It, it just seems so fun. And that's, yeah. that is true. I don't think it is just us remembering it as good because we're old and crotchety and need some life and, you know, need something to bring us back from wanting to die every day. Just kidding. Yeah. Um, but the fact that they're bringing it back, the fact that they're doing all of these reboots of those types of shows or like bringing like, were they, did they bring all that back? I mean, all that was revolutionary. It was. It was SNL for children. And Keenan asked, is the longest running 
it's, SNL castmate of all time. <laughs> it's crazy to think. I mean, just to think, because Keenan has not only been on SNL for that long, but then he was on all that before that. He was Good Burger. He was Keenan and Kel. Yeah. I wish Keenan and Kel would have kept going together, but you know. Me too. Kel, if you watch like old videos where he's wearing that like braid wig and like just all the characters he play, he was so funny. I mean, he still is so funny. Yeah. I, and I'm, you know, I just hope you're doing okay because yeah, that is crazy okay. that like Keenan really just went on. Mm-hmm. Keenan, I play Keenan's dead wife on a show. No big deal. I know. And when I found that out, you know, to me, I like texted you so much mm-hmm. about it. So angry that they killed you. <laughs> I know. I was like, what the hell? And I was like, can I come back for season two? Can we have some more flashbacks of his wife? Because I liked her. Come on. Oh, but man. if you're listening, Keenan, producers and writers, just bring her back. Just bring um, her back. It was also so weird to act with him because I was like, oh, my God, like, this is your child. Oh, okay. Kel and Keenan are the EPs on the new All That. They did bring back All That. They did bring it back. Okay, good. And I'm glad that Keenan and Kel are both getting their little money. Their little money. money. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of disgusting slime, (laughs) is this a good segue? Because we're going to talk about the future of food. This is okay. a beautiful segue. Um, so we saw this tweet. The future of food. Um, a revolutionary, they call it a meal plan. I'm not quite sure why, because I'm looking at things that look like three Jolly Ranchers on a plate, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what, like jelly squares that you can eat instead of eating food? And it's supposed yeah. to replace your meals. What's happening? Let me tell y'all something. <laughs> we have progressed so far in this world, and a lot of it is fantastic. And I appreciate y'all. And keep us progressing. Keep us progressing. Keep the train rolling. We can only live if we progress further into the future. Leave my fucking food alone. Truly. Leave my fucking food alone, man. This is, this ain't food. This is smaller than my thumb. And you talking about I'm supposed to eat this? If, if you bought this to me at a restaurant, mm-hmm. I would think I was on punked. Right? I would <laughs> like, be like, no, this is a joke. And that's, this, this is food? like, when you go to those really expensive restaurants, they give you that tiny little portion. You're like, this is supposed to be good. What is happening here? Yeah, this is a fucking hors d'oeuvre. It says <laughs> asparagus square, 50 grams of asparagus, exquisite and delicate patty. It's literally what? a square. It looks like a Jolly Rancher. And that's what you're supposed to eat as a meal. What? Like, they have a burger one. They have a chicken one. Um, it says disgusting. soft and tender vegetal burger. Like, what is happening? What is happening? And people are talking about, we're going to deliver this to your door. All right. So for those of you who like, you know, if you don't go see the tweet and you need me to talk you through, you need us to talk you through the visuals. Here we go. There are, is, this is how small it is. Imagine you went to a jewelry store and you got yourself a bracelet. <laughs> Okay, and you know that little box they put the bracelets in when they be like, hey, thank you for your purchase. Here's your bracelet. Enjoy. Hope to see you soon. That little box that they put the bracelet in, that's the size of the box that this food comes in. That's how small this shit is. (laughs) I think it's wild. Like, what are people thinking? Why do they need to do? I feel like it's like, is this like, um, you know, eating disorder uh, chic? Is it like what's like sexy? Like, you don't even have to eat anymore. Like, we're beyond eating. Like, we're trying yes. to fly to space, so why don't we eat this Jelly Rancher burger? Mm, why don't we just eat this square of asparagus? We don't like the stick anymore. We want the square. Like, this is the type of shit that would turn me Republican. Like, if if progressives was like, this is what it is, I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead over here with the MAGA yeah. crowd. and mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to go eat the steak ahead, with the MAGA crowd. Go ahead and eat the steak with the MAGA crowd, y'all. Y'all be easy. Be blessed. Y'all right. stay black. That's what this type of shit is. Because there are some things that I'm just like, y'all tripping, man. Y'all tripping. Right. 
You know, stop tripping. This ain't, what is this? <laughs> it's crazy. And I really do. I, it's one of those things that every time that kind of shit comes online, I'm like, are we like people really were doing so? I remember because I worked at a restaurant during the time when Soylent was popping off. And this one yeah. kid, I mean, he was kind of, you know, kind of dope. And he was like, he would try anything that was like hip. And he was he was drinking Soylent. That was his meal. And he was like trying to tell us how good it was. And it was like, sir, there's no way that that's good. It's a shake. And like, it's not yeah. satisfying. And it's yeah. not, it lasted for two seconds before he started going back to regular food. I think it's just something that they put on the internet to make us angry and it worked i'm angry it worked I'm it's clicks you know it got it got ninety six thousand uh uh likes God, a little yeah, under sure eight thousand retweets it works it, it sure fucking did. works the person I, who tweeted I, that I is named shoe on head and she tweeted about it so congrats shoe she got head. a viral tweet popping off off it but if they put that in my food i'm not doing that we need like that's the thing too is like food is an enjoyable pleasurable experience if you're really going to just make it something like that we might as well just give up can you imagine the community of black people eating this shit for chicken <laughs> put hot sauce on it and they're just like right. why right that would be depressing like that would genuinely be a depressing you would be sad while you were eating I'd be that sad. And like i can't fry this shit oh my god wait also that just reminded me have you ever seen the website cryingwhileeating.com i want people to go to that no. website i don't even know if it still exists but if it does y'all check out cryingwhileeating.com and you go to the website and it's just pictures of people crying while eating different kinds of food and it says why they're crying and it's the funniest shit ever i love it well look one thing that i'll say is there's something that i i you know cancel culture is not real but if they bought this food out i would do all i could to cancel it 100 but there's a segment that you all have called Cancel Corner, and I think we should talk a little bit about it. Go to the Cancel Corner. You're done, son. Get out of here. You're done. <laughs> you will be mildly inconvenienced for two weeks. Right. Get off the internet for two weeks, then come back when yes. you forget. Yes. So, um, I don't know if you've heard, but we live in a time of COVID-19. Uh, we are in the middle of a pandemic, the novel coronavirus. <laughs> uh, you know, it kicked off, and then a bunch of Republicans, and I'm not going to just say Republicans, because it's some, you know, like I got, we, I'm black. I got some right. black people in my family who are also tripping. That's um, the thing. We got we to we gotta be we gotta inclusive be about the idiots. <laughs> let's, let's, let's be honest. Let's be honest we on the show, honest. all right? Yeah. We can't scroll down into lies. We scroll down into truth. Oh, cool. Uh, <laughs> but... The, the whole thing was, it's not real, you can't mandate all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. And then it was like, all right, it is real, but we'll get the vaccines. Mm -hmm. Then the vaccines come out, and that got politicized. And it's a lot of conservative anti-vaxxers. I know also some anti-vaxxers who aren't conservative, but the conservative ones hey. are very adamant and very political and very flippant about their views on this. I can't get into the mind. But Cancel Corner <laughs> has dictated that some of these conservative anti-vax radio hosts will get the ultimate cancellation into uh, the other side. <laughs> uh, canceled because forever. Canceled Lucifer. forever. Mm -hmm. God rest his soul. 
Mark Bernier, a conservative Florida radio host who dubbed himself Mr. Anti-Vax, died after a three-week battle with COVID-19. He was 65. His death was the third this month among conservative talk show hosts outspoken against the coronavirus vaccine. It's crazy. It's crazy. And then I wonder what his family is thinking. Like, do you think that his family's like, everybody go out and get back? This is a really serious disease. Like, yeah. you know how, like, all of a sudden they fucking change their tune and they're like, wasn't it Lindsey Graham that was like, I have COVID? Yeah, you guys should get vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, and that's the thing that makes me mad. All these motherfuckers, like Candace Owen, old whack ass. Oh, my God. Don't get me started. You're going to make me. I was me, just going to say, don't get me started on her. No, we're not going to go there. You're going you to make terrible. me. You know, make me uh, say some things against the word of Christ in here against me. <laughs> but she she just like, I'm unvaccinated, which I'm like, you're lying ass. You know your dumb ass vaccinated. Right. Stop lying. They all are playing these roles. But some of these people are really unvaxxed and really along with it because they are conservative and it's a political thing and you know they want to own the libs and make sure that they are playing to their base and like nobody mm-hmm. has freedom, my body, even though, you know, they don't uh, necessarily agree with my body, my choice. It, definitely. Women. They tend to do that. That's like very typical thing of turning a liberal language on its head to to mm-hmm. benefit their cause at the time. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. My body, my they, choice. All they the dying. Mm-hmm. They're they dying. They're fucking dying. They're dying. It's, it's, and it's, it's not hilarious. Mm-hmm. Because nobody dying should be hilarious. No. It's sad. Honestly, I the thing that I've thought about with when it comes to social media and this situation is I do my personal feelings are that people are going too hard in celebrating the fact that these people are dying because I think that's bad karma. I could never Mm -hmm. do that. I personally just feel like it's bad karma. Someone said something like they they're like feeding off of the news like it's giving them life. And I'm like, you know, I just feel like putting that stuff in the air is like not going to be good for your spirit. But, I mean, it is, like, it, it does, it's hard not to be, like, well, what did you expect, you know? Like, what did you expect, right? I'm not saying I feel sorry for them because I know they're going through pain, but it's also, like, and here's why I don't feel sorry for them. I won't celebrate anybody's death. I believe in karma. Uh, but I won't feel sorry for somebody's death who peddled so much misinformation. Right. Who peddled so much uh, wrong stories to people and so much vitriol that made this issue something that we are now almost in September. And 2021. Yeah. 2021. And COVID is almost as worse as it's ever been. Yep. It's and, just, and like we're vaxxed and people I know more vaxxed people that caught COVID than people before the vaccine was available who same, caught COVID. Same. Like, it's it's wild. People are trying to go back out and go back out to their lives. But there's still so many people who have been peddled misinformation by these people in the media that are literally getting COVID and dying and or people that are getting vaxxed and not telling anyone they're getting vaxxed. It's just getting worse. It's never going to be over because it's just like these people want to they want to go against it so hard when they like literally have a flu vaccine in their body at the same time while they're like, no, I'm never going to get a COVID vaccine. It's like, when will it shit end? I understand the idea of being like, maybe a little skeptical, maybe a little, little bit like, I don't know the science, please explain it. But bitch, if you don't crack open a book or crack open a website, please just read it and then believe it and then move on with your day and go get the vaccine. Because I am exhausted by this, you know? I'm exhausted. And then the family members are all like, yes, oh, I've never seen him suffer so much. Go get vaxxed. Which is, you know, cool, great. But the people ain't going to listen. It, it, it's clearly a problem. There's clearly a solution. 
Honestly, the thing with the masks, like when we were all wearing masks, did anybody get a cold? You know, no, I didn't get a cold. And then like I had a cold like last week because I wasn't wearing masks as much because we don't have to. And it's just like, well, how do people not see the benefits of these things? It's It's never ending. And y'all, they are canceling themselves left and right because it was like, I, I, how many was it? It's a lot of people, a lot of conservative hosts. It's a lot of conservatives. There was this another dude who was like a 78 year old jacked motherfucker. Like I can't think of his name, but he was really popular, super jacked, just like, like Billy Banks jacked. I think that's his name. Uh-huh. And then he got COVID. He was in the hospital for like two, three months. Uh, and now he's like a frail old man. Oh, my God. Like he lost like 100 pounds. He can barely. He looks like he looks like what you would think an 80 year old man would look like who's not in good condition. Yeah. And he went from like being able to dead squat 500 pounds mm-hmm. to looking like he should be in a nursing home. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's wild. I guess I just don't, I wouldn't, maybe I'm a a little wuss, but I would not even want to fuck with it. Like, I don't want that. It's the same thing. If I feel a lump, I think I got cancer. I don't want to even know what, I don't want to get a cough and think I have COVID. I don't want to do this, you know? My my ass uh, fell on the grass playing baseball a couple times and got a couple scratches. was like, is this lymphoma? Right. (laughs) Oh my God. Why are we like this? Why? What has happened? It's probably because so many people get get it. And you're like, that sounds, it seems awful. Yeah. Anyway, we got to move yeah. on because we got Let's more shit on. happening. And with our last story, our last little segment, I think yeah. that we don't have a segment uh, thing for this. So we're just going to call it in WTF News. WTF News is what we're going to call this segment. What the fuck? What the hell? What the hell? What the fuck is this? So this story is, I think, this. I saw this story going around uh, a lot on the internet, and I didn't read it because, to me, the headline was just wild enough in itself, and I was like, that's fucking crazy. But then today I read the article, and I was like, this bitch has got to be kidding. Um, so the story is the man that was photographed as the baby on the, the Nevermind album by Nirvana. He's the little baby that's on the cover. He is alleging that that picture is child pornography. Mm-hmm. His name is... I'll go through a couple facts. <laughs> yeah, hit, hit, us, hit us with the facts. So this little baby, he, he he's like 30 years old now because the album's 30 years old. Again, the yeah. 90s, 30 years ago, we're all old as fuck, okay? Yeah. Um, so the album was 30 years old. Uh, his name is Spencer Eldon. He is asking for $150,000 from each band member, including Courtney Love, who is the conservator of Kurt Cobain's state, estate. Uh, he says that... The cover was child pornography because this is what's so crazy to me, because there's a dollar in the shot and the baby is like going towards the dollar. So he said it's making him look like a sex worker. Mm. He's even asking for money from the drummer, the original drummer of Nirvana, who was the drummer on Nevermind. But when the album came out, Dave Grohl had already replaced him. So he's like even going for this dude who's been sitting at home for 30 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. First of all, let me, what's his name? Spencer? Spencer Eldon. Spencer, I know you're listening. <laughs> I know you're listening, Spencer. Uh, first of all, let me go ahead and say I'm sorry to you, man, because you got to be struggling right now. You got to <laughs> be struggling. I know you got to be hurting, man. You must want some new Jordans or something. Ugh, you know what I'm saying? Right, you must right. keep trying to make this quick buck or you you falling on hard times. We all have, man. It's a pandemic, man. You know, the Supreme Court just shot down the rent, the eviction moratorium. I get it, brother. We're struggling. <laughs> we are. We're struggling, man. It's a hard time in our Times world, in our lives. Mm-hmm. But, bruh, 
What the fuck, man? What? <laughs> uh, what the what fuck, bro? Do I mean it's hum- this is to me this would be humiliating. It's humiliating. It's humiliating. Listen to this. So this is what the the list, this is what the lawsuit says. I had to I had to just screenshot this because I have to read it. Weddle took the, the photographer's name is something Weddle is his last name. He took a series of sexually graphic nude photos of Spencer. To ensure the album cover would trigger a visceral sexual response from the viewer, Weddle activated Spencer's gag reflex before throwing him underwater in poses highlighting and emphasizing Spencer's exposed genitals. Um, it's like, wait, there's more. No, there's not more. But it's... it. They said it, they Cobain chose the image depicting Spencer like a sex worker grabbing for a dollar bill um, with his penis explicitly displayed. Bitch, I swear to you, I have never even thought about a penis in that picture. Not once. No, no, not at all. Also, if grabbing for money while naked makes me a sex worker, I've been <laughs> a sex worker for a long ass time. man. OK, a long ass time. I didn't grab for a couple credit cards and a couple <laughs> dollars while I'm naked. You know, and I ain't no, I'm not a sex worker. One. Let me hold ten dollars. I'll suck you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to be shit. I keep trying. Nobody will let me. <laughs> Nobody will accept my work. Shit. Also, Nicole, why he ain't suing his parents? That's. The thing. Like, That's your parents the, the ones who allowed you to do that shit. It ain't the band's fault. The band wasn't there. <laughs> the you know what? The, par- and the, parents took, the parents took $200, and they said, throw our kid in the pool. Throw our kid in the pool. Yeah. Either, number, like, number one, sir, Spencer, maybe you need to just go to family therapy. Number two, sue your parents. But he's not going to because he's going to sue the band. The funniest part of this to me is that he's asking for $150,000 each from each of those members. And I, you know, they might pay it because they probably have that money. I mean, I'm not saying I they're loaded, they but $150,000. I hope they don't pay it, too. I hope they don't give credence to this dumb dude shit. Especially, especially, especially because of the reasoning that he's putting it, which is a slap in the face to real sex workers who go through a uh, shit ton of shit yeah. uh, for multiple things and nobody cares about. And this dude is coming along talking about this picture I took 30 years ago because mm-hmm. I was reaching for it. So if the dollar wasn't in there, fine. Take the dollar out the picture. Right. Take the dollar out the picture. Then we, we can good. Photoshop but it. We have Photoshop now. We got Photoshop. Also, he's saying like things like, you know, I'm famous for something I had no choice in. Bitch, nobody would know your name if you didn't nobody come out here trying to sue them. No one and would also, know. Every child actor is famous for shit they ain't had no damn control over. <laughs> it's like, true. And they've been mean, through way worse. They had to deal with like actual Hollywood. This kid right. literally had one photo session. And he really, it's the parents that should be, should have taken more money and they should be getting, he should sue them. I know there's a, I know, I'm not going to assume what his sexuality is. So I know there is a partner mm-hmm. out there at some point that when they met Spencer's old whack ass, he walked up to him when he was a teenager in his 20s like, let me show you something, baby. Definitely. <laughs> Hold on. You want to know who I am? Uh, Definitely. Look at that. Look at that. That's who I am. You know, get the fuck. And maybe he, he did. Maybe he's to. traumatized. I don't know. I don't know. This I mean, dumb. I get it. Like, I'm sure, like, it's like we were talking about earlier when a ton of people come to you and they're like, oh, you're, you know. But it's like, I also think, like, no one would have known who he was if he didn't say it. He did events for, like, the 25th anniversary of the album. And really? The other day. He dove in the pool with trunks on. Like, he puts himself out there and markets himself as the, the baby from that album. And it's like, all of a sudden he's taking this turn. And like I, like you're saying, it's like, we don't know his point of view. Like, I don't understand his feelings. Like, sure, he could be upset, but you know what? That's what therapy is for. That's not for suing the band. That's a, yeah. it's, it's a ridiculous charge. And it's also like, 
I don't know if you remember when Chrissy Teigen had like a big um, kerfuffle because she posted a picture of her daughter on Uh um, Instagram or Twitter. And um, a bunch of these people were commenting underneath the picture. Not a bunch, but enough. Like, don't post your kids' feet because people will think that's child pornography. I think the people that say that are the ones that are fucked up. And, like, this Spencer kid is, the Spencer guy is, like, saying, like, this was child porn. It's like, I didn't, like I said, I didn't even notice your penis. I saw a baby, and I didn't think anything of it. And that, that to me, like, what's that about? Yeah. How did you even get there? I'm not clocking that. I know there are terrible people out there in the world. I get that. But, like, I wasn't even thinking about that shit until you bought it up. I wouldn't see no baby's feet and be like, ooh. And I guess that makes me not... A, a terrible person or whatever we would call the people who are into that <laughs> but like you the one thinking of it <laughs> what you thinking of it for like how did you get there where's what's going on with you that what's you got there I, and, and to me it's obvious with him he's reaching for the dollar you know what I'm saying reaching for the dollar he reaching for the 150,000 of them <laughs> like, now 30 years ago I reached for a dollar 30 years later I'm reaching for 500 of them 500,000 okay. of them <laughs> we see you Spencer we are not proud of you and sir just go back into hiding don't Never dive in a pool again, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know what, Jackie? This was so much fun. Oh. We have been talking for so long, but this was so, so much fun, and we I'm so down. thankful that you came on to guest host for us this week. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, this was great. Thank you for having me. I'm, I listen for all the fans of the Scroll Down. Marcella will be back. She'll be back. Uh, she'll be back. But anytime, I would love to come back on. You ever need me? Hit me up. This was yes. fun, Nicole. Please, had please. A, had a blast. Um, do you have anything that you'd like to plug? Where can we follow you? Where can we find Ooh. you? You know, you can find me in these streets. Uh, you can also find me at Jackie's Neal on every piece of social media. That's the easiest way for me to talk about things that I am doing. Um, also, you know, especially with animation, shit comes out a, a long time. So, you know, keep an eye on Marvel's What If. Um, that Ooh. should be fun. Uh-huh. That's, that's all I'll say. Keep an eye out. At some point, one episode will come out and I may post some shit about it. So that's, uh, that's, awesome. that's what I'm looking forward to. That's so great. Well, thank you again for being here. That was the scroll down. And y'all, we we love you. And we all love you all in different ways. Have a great rest of your week. Uh, Keep looking at the internet and tagging us and shit when you see it. Ooh, bye-bye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.